0: Welcome to the BSJ podcast, episode number five. I am your host, the American Redneck, Buckshot Jones. And as always, these podcasts and other podcasts will be talking about independent professional wrestling, and we'll be talking to independent professional wrestlers. My guest today, just like Connor Cross, the guy I seen come into the business as a rookie, and he, this guy came in like a fireball. My guest, my former tag team partner, the Black Label Rebel, Chris Hex. How you doing, Chris?
1: I'm doing all right, man. It's nice. It's nice uh, talking to you. You know, from uh, Hell's Kitchen, but
0: uh, well, welcome to the show. You know, thanks for being a part of this today.
1: Oh yeah, it, it, it's 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 my pleasure, not yours.
0: Now I've been asking my guests this from about every episode they've been holding up during this pandemic, but you got your own story. So why don't you let the audience know what's going on with uh, Black Label Rebel?
1: Well, uh, on May 4th, I was diagnosed with, uh, I tested positive for COVID. Um, and fortunately for me, uh, it, it went away in like a week. Like, I, I've been feeling fine since Monday, you know, I'm feeling great. Yeah, my smell and taste like the worst of it for me was I just lost my smell and taste and I had a headache and my sinuses were draining but other than that uh, other than that, I really had no other symptoms and now uh, we're almost two weeks from where I was positive and I feel great like I have no symptom I haven't had symptoms since like I said Monday which was see Wednesday was the 14th or Thursday was the 14th yeah Thursday was the 14th so since the 10th I haven't had any symptoms at all I've been feeling great, so I went and got tested. Not yesterday, but the day before. So hopefully, we're going to get a negative test, and then I'll be able to be be up and around and get my son back and go back to life.
0: Yeah, you know that's that's the worst part of it with this whole pandemic thing. Yeah, me and my second wife are longer, no longer together. We got an eight year old daughter together. She has respiratory issues. Right. So, with me still working my regular job, still being out, and me being high risk with COPD, we thought it would be best to maybe keep her awake for a little bit to reduce the risk of, you know, if I get it, then her getting it, and which would just be a nightmare. Uh, See, I, got, I went six weeks without seeing my daughter.
1: Yeah, I'm in so the speed boat. I haven't seen my son in about a month now.
0: Yeah, so it it, it it's bad, and you know it. We FaceTime, but it wasn't the same.
1: Yeah, I know the feeling. It's not. You it want to be able to hold your child and
0: yeah. give
1: him a hug and tell them you love them in person. You
0: no, know, I did have her a couple of weeks ago, and the last weekend being Mother's Day weekend, she stayed with her mom. Then her mom's boyfriend was coming this week with his eight-year-old daughter, so. She stayed home, you know, entertain her, and hopefully the next weekend I get my daughter back. Right. That, that, that's the plan. Like I said, if, you know, at the top of this, you know, I seen you come in as a rookie. That rookie class was a pretty good-sized class, you know, for being independent wrestling. You right. came in with another guy I had on a couple of weeks ago, another guy that came in top of the class, which I think you will Connor across were the top two in that class. I mean, you guys – Absorbed everything like a sponge. You guys listened. Kept your mouth shut. And did what you was told. I mean, that that's the key thing of being a rookie. Either in the top tier, you know, AEW, WWE, NWA. If you're a rookie, shut up, listen, do what you're told.
1: And pay that's your due. Day. Pay your due, set up that damn ring, tear it down.
0: Yeah. You know, and.
1: You're not going to help set up. You're not going to help tear down. There ain't no point of you being there.
0: Right. I mean, you ain't no superstar. Help with that damn ring.
1: Well, it it's goes on. a lot faster yeah. if everybody pitches in and gets it up. It could be up in like 20 minutes if everybody pitches in. It could be down in 10. Yeah. It's a lot easier to tear down than it, than it is to put it up.
0: Exactly. I mean, you got to get the ropes just right. And When you're tearing yeah, right. down,
1: just rip everything down. It could take like 10 minutes if everybody just pitches in. Yeah, you got 30 proud. guys. Everybody pitches in, grabs a post, grabs a mat, grabs a grabs the wood. Everybody just pitches in. Hell, that ring could be down in 10 minutes. We've done it.
0: Yeah. Uh, like I said, you came in with Carter Cross. You came in with Kodiak. You came with Tyler Sin and two other guys. I can't remember because they didn't last very long. No, they came didn't... in one guy, you know, <laughs> was taking some bumps and he kind of figured that wasn't for him. So he took a step back and another guy came in again for maybe one session and decided, you know, that the bumps were too rough. It wasn't for him. So, left you, Connor Cross, Kodiak, and Tyler Sin. I think Tyler Sin one or two matches. His first was against me, but he ended up moving to North Carolina. He's got a family now. He's married, two kids.
1: I actually think he moved to South Carolina. I think That's it's South. South. I think it's South.
0: Well, he's down in the Carolinas. I mean, he's doing good. He's happy, which you know we stay in contact on social media. I'm, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm glad that he's happy, and hopefully, he's doing good during this pandemic himself.
1: Oh, I'm sure he is. He gets a He has a wife and two kids now, so I, I think he's doing all right.
0: And then it came down between you, Connor Cross, and Kodiak, right? Not right. Kodiak. You and Connor were a tier above everybody else. I think, you know, Kodiak's got a love for the business. He's got the tools for it. He's got the passion for it. He was just drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. He, yeah, he was doing another group, which yeah. I think was is now a of, you know, handing him the cup of Kool-Aid, and you know that's that. And hopefully he can come back, which I'm pretty sure that, you know, I would like to see him come back. I'm pretty sure you would, Connor. You know, pretty much JT Storm, you know, send him to that which we'll get to later, the Storm Dungeon, and I'm pretty sure he will be all right. Oh, yeah, the Storm Dungeon.
1: He's going to have fun with that. I, me and Connor have both been in that Storm Dungeon. It's, it's proof that you do not need a ring to train somebody to wrestle. It is proof. I owe all my training to Christian Steele and JT Storm. That's who I done my training to because those two really helped me in this business the most, um, uh, I've had some critiques from Joe black. I've asked him, uh, but Christian Steele and JT storm trained me. I mean, I, that's, that's who I get my credit to.
0: Okay. That's going to be one of my questions. Who trained you? And you already answered that. Okay. Now you you are coming into the business. How did you come into the business? And Before you came into the business, who were your big influences for you? want to be a professional wrestler. Um,
1: so, um, uh, my biggest influences were, uh, so uh, DDP down Dallas page. And, uh, I'm going to get some judgments on this one, but uh, road dog, Jesse James, uh, if you notice when I'm in the ring, I do the little shimmy, the little knee shimmy. That's, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, I always, I was a fan of road dog and DDP. Uh, uh, but yeah, those are t- two of my biggest influences on getting in the business. Um, I came in, so uh, Connor was uh, found this, as he said, you know, he found this place where he could get trained, right? So, I wanted to get into it. Me and Connor were talking, and yeah, uh, I asked him if I could ride with him to go to a session. He said, "Yeah." So uh, I hop in the car with him. We drive on down to uh, this little area where there's this ring set up outside, and out walks this big looking dumbass looking guy uh, named Benny Vagina. So, um, so I was paying $150 a month, okay? So I was, I, I got in the ring, I did a bump, I learned some punches, and that's pretty much it. Like, he was lazy, he wouldn't want to teach us nothing. It ended up just being me and Connor training ourselves, which you know, that's not the right thing to do. So, I mean, it can happen, you could train yourselves and you could be a great wrestler. I mean, the hardest group that. But uh, that wasn't the way we wanted to go. We wanted to actually learn the business. And uh, Vinny Vagina, he's an idiot. So, you know, we, we got out of that. But on that same subject real quick. So he wanted me to do a show. I wasn't near ready, but we, he was already trying to get my gimmick ready. And uh, I threw it with his name called Wasp, okay? So I, he wanted me to be from the depths of hell and come out to Wild Child by Wasp. Now, you tell me. How in the fuck that makes sense? That is nowhere near where I wanted to go with that character. Yeah, I came up with the name Wasp, but that's nowhere near where I wanted to go with that character. But so, anyways, we, we, me and Connor both got out of that, and then uh, GWF was starting. It was Connor and Robbie Rampage uh, wanting to start this. So we end up getting we go to some training sessions at, at Christian Steele's house. Um. I was l- taking some advice for Christian Steele and uh, learned bumps and stuff like that. Robbie was helping with that. He was helping train. Um, I give Robbie some credit, but not all the credit. I mean, he did help me uh, get to better than what I was. Not, like, really good, but he got me better than where I was at. Christian Steele, working with him, and then going to the Storm Dungeon, that's what really boosted my, boosted my self-confidence, me learning, and paying the fuck attention. Pay the fuck attention. If you don't, if you have questions, ask them. You fuck up something, don't beat yourself up about it. Ask what you did wrong. Fix the problem. Right. That's all you got to do. And take your but, criticism. But yeah, so with Vinny, I was back asswards. okay? So then, lo and behold, you know, I wanted to learn better. You know, because Steele was helping me as much as he could, but you know, Steele has a busy life. You know, he can't he, he's really big. I mean, not saying that Storm doesn't, but, you know, it's still has a lot going on. I love Steel to death, uh, but he did help me. He helped me a lot. Um, but Storm, we went to the Storm. Me and Connor both went to the Storm dungeon. And I had this issue where uh, I put on this right-sided headlock. Um, <laughs> we're not in Japan. You don't put on – you work the left side, not the right. So – I I got uh, I about gave Storm a coronary when I put it on him during our little training session. He's like, "What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that?" (laughs) (laughs) Fucking cussing! I'm like, I did right side again. Then I goes, "Yeah, you dumb fuck." I'm like, "I'm sorry." (laughs) So so then he got me to he got me better at that. Um, Steele has even questioned me about my headlocks. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh yeah that sounds like jt
1: oh that's storm for you yeah he don't sugarcoat your coat nothing
0: yeah you know christian Steele when i came in he helped train me you know jesse outlaw helped train me and eddie insane but yeah so i know how it is because eddie insane was pretty you know like storm if you you know do something stupid he, he he's going to yell at you oh yeah but, you know, you get I really wanted to learn. I, want, I mean, I wanted to learn. So I paid attention when the man was speaking. Then there are some other groups, you know, that, you know, because I came with Joe Black and JT Storm and, you know, people would sit there and talk. But then when we got called in the ring to help demonstrate something, we got called Eddie's favorites. Well, right, we were paying attention. And he, he noticed that, you know, but you know, now I'm, you know, a decade and a half later, I'm still here. And a lot of them are not. Right. I'm still here. Joe Black's still here. Storm's still here. So, yeah, I mean, you got to take your criticism. You got to take getting yelled at and, you know.
1: Either like you got to take a criticism. If you don't have, if you don't have the balls to be able to take criticism and you're going to sit there and act like a whiny little bitch, you don't need to be in this business, right? You need to sit there, shut the fuck up, listen to the criticism, fix the problem. And then you'll improve. You sit there and cry about it and bitch and moan and fucking whine. You're going to act like a four year old fucking child. And we're going to boot your ass because there ain't no point. You're going to be a little fucking cry, baby, baby back, bitch. You need to just not be in the business. Right. I mean, like I said a Sorry and a you didn't get your way. It's like taking a toy from a child. Yeah.
0: I've been doing it a decade and a half, but I still take my criticism.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you. I mean, yeah, even though your oxygen tank runs out, your walker breaks, your fucking you run out of your tapioca pudding, you forget to put your dentures in, but yeah, man, you still take
0: that criticism. Uh, <laughs> how did I know that was gonna come up? Hey. Yeah, I love you, brother. Like
1: rebel, rebel, Chris X. I don't, I don't sugarcoat nothing.
0: No, and that's <laughs> why I wanted, definitely wanted you on here because I know how you are. I know how you don't sugarcoat nothing. You tell how it is. Your mouth ain't got no filter, and you don't care about hurting people's feelings.
1: Nope, I have friends. Like a quote from Razor Ramon: You can either have friends, or you can get, or you can have money. Well, I got friends. If money comes my way, I'll take it. But, you know, I'm not in this business to make money. I'm in this business to do what I love to do, and that's wrestle. I, I mean, if I get paid, sweet. I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm not going to moan about it. I'm not going to cry about it. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm not in this business. I have my friends, you know. I, ha- I have Storm. I have Steel. I have Connor. I have Joe. I have you.
0: I I, I don't I, – I have friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now you mentioned GWF. Now I was a part of GWF when it first started. You said Connor Cross and Robbie Rampage started it. Rampage mm-hmm. took a step back, then you stepped up. Yep, and you took you know part ownership of Connor Cross. Now we got two rookies. <laughs> who are also being promoters. So how did that? No, come but- and how did that work out for you?
1: Well, as you said, you know, as Connor said, you know, Robbie stepped down. He had some personal issues going on, stuff like that. So I stepped up, you know, I started helping out financially and helping out. So that would GWF could stay afloat. And I wanted to, like Connor, I wanted to wrestle. And, you know, as a rookie and, you know, you're greener than goose shit, it's hard to get booking. So, you know, run a company. Why not, right? <laughs> That's what the mindset was. That's not really what happened. <laughs> I mean, we, we, me and him didn't know what the fuck we were doing at all. Not one fucking bit. We were fucking uh, – uh, luckily, you know, we, we, we had some people trying to help us, but, man, me and Connor, we had no idea what the fuck we were doing. No idea. I, and then, you know, uh, me, me and Connor, we made mistakes, you know. Everybody's going to make mistakes, you know, but we learned from them, you know. You, you, got, you make mistakes, you learn from them. I, I wish some people would – learn from some mistakes, but some people don't, they're just fucking stupid. Yeah, no, I mean but I've
0: been a promoter, uh, me and Jesse Outlaw ran the outlaw wrestling organization, so I know where you're coming from. Now it's just my you know, just coming out of my rookie year. You know, Jesse Outlaw came to me with this idea, you know, wanted to know if I wanted to help and, you know, to be part owner and, you know, and we knew guys we knew Eddie Insane and you know Chris Steele, Joe Black and Jake so we had guys we knew we could bring in. But the booking right. part, you know, you know, your promoter's license, you got to get permits for every show, then you got to get vending license or you know, there's no food. So, yeah, it's, it can be hectic. It can be frustrating. So yeah, so I I know where you're coming from, you know, almost the same. I mean, you guys were straight up rookies, never had a match yet. Well, I was just coming out of my rookie year, you know,
1: My first match, I remember it, I was, I went out there, I had <laughs> I had these red and black shorts that I ordered, you know, trying to get some gear, I had knee pads, I, I looked like a wannabe Brock, like my gear, okay, so, my gear looked like a wannabe Brock Lesnar mixed with John Cena, I kid you not, I looked like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> Well, I went out there. I wrestled Christian Steele and Hawaiian Line Rob Johnson. That was my first match. I walk, out, run out there. I got my ass whooped. I, I got. Oh man, you ever you've been chopped by Christian Steele in
0: Line? It, it's it's not fun. Yeah,
1: looks dog shit. And, and you know, like Rob you,
0: Johnson, he he can leave some chops into you too.
1: Oh, but Steele, I think Steels are worse. Still will fucking get you and you. Oh man, yeah, it almost yeah. makes you want to talk to like Bobby Boucher. But my, my my mama, my mama said,
0: but yeah, another one is you know, Joe Black at the time he had a smaller frame. I always tell people, don't <laughs> let his small frame fool you. And when he chops you, you're going to know it.
1: I've been in the ring with Joe Black, and uh, luckily, I, you know, this past October uh, 2019, I got to wrestle Joe Black at JT Storm, and whoo. Oh man, I got my I, I got I got my ass whooped. Like that was probably the easiest match I ever worked. I tell you that. I didn't realize it won a half hour until yeah. you know I saw the recording. Yeah. But that was probably the easiest match I have ever worked in my entire
0: life. Like that was that was a hell of a match too, a- I I watched from the back. That was the match I wanted to watch. That match and I wanted to watch the guy on camp's Castle and the Ben Lewis match they had that Bean- night. And it's Vane Lewis with the beat. Yeah, that's what I said. Vane Lewis.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I'm 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 ribbing somebody. You know who I'm talking (laughs) about.
0: Um. Yeah, I don't. That match with you and And it's not uh, a spot
1: at the heat. It's just a rib. Yeah, it's just a rib.
0: I remember when uh, that match you had, I had to come out and be your tag team partner that night. Yeah. Because the other tag team partner didn't show up. Anyway, right. but before then, at one of the uh, practice sessions, you and I tagged up against Tyler Sin and Robbie Rampage, if you remember. At one of your training sessions. Yeah, okay. And, yeah. I, you know, that kind of caught me. I was like, huh. I mean, this kid has got something. This kid's going to go somewhere. So, I went to you. I talked to you about me and you tagging up formed a tag team, and you came up with the tag team name. Right. We were bouncing off Diz and, you know, the Black Label Outlaws, and we had T-shirts made. Yeah, we, I mean, that was fun. I mean, I had fun tagging with you. I mean, that was probably one of the best tag team partners I had.
1: And then I turned my back on you. Yeah. (laughs) And then, lo and behold, the Black Label Rebel was born. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> that seems to other than the consensus, everybody dogging Vinny The Another thing is, every tag team partner Buckshot Jones has had, except for Bryce Bennett, has turned on him.
1: Well, you see, well, you see the dogging about Vinny Virginia, I mean, we wouldn't dog him if he wasn't such a piece of shit. I mean, he, he is garbage, like, he, he cannot wrestle. He doesn't know shit. Like I, I've watched him come out. Right, so he comes out wearing his Walmart gear. You know, he has his Walmart spandex. You could tell they're Walmart. They even have the fucking you know starter logo on him. He can't get real gear. Probably got him on the clearance aisle. I'm surprised they even fit his fat ass. Wearing tennis shoes with duct tape around him to make him look like boots. I watched him tape him. He can try to deny it. I don't give a fuck. I'll even say the shit to his face. And then wear a fucking t-shirt under the singlet. Like, dude, that looks stupid. And then comes out with this green-painted skull mask and a leather jacket with a fucking toy baseball bat. That looks like it's from The Walking Dead. Fucking coming out with that shit. And then comes out to bulletproof by Godsmack. Which, bulletproof by Godsmack is not even about fighting or being bulletproof. It's about a relationship and a fucking shit like that, but... Anyway, she comes out to that, and I'm like, that makes zero sense. Your character makes no sense at all. So, lo and behold, Vinny dumbfuck the giant. There you go. Okay. And I'm on record saying
0: that so he could kiss my white ass. <laughs> okay, speaking to GWF, so you're a promoter, <laughs> you're a rookie, so I take it GWF is the very first mm-hmm. promotion that you work for. Yep. Okay. We're tagging up. So the GWF tag team titles was the first title you held? Yep, with you. Okay, we uh yeah, we beat the um IHOP first. We beat IH, right? Yep, we beat IHOP. Which I got a long history of both them guys. You know, me and Christian Steele had a long history rivalry going on. You know, then,
1: right now, I mean, I could pretty much say the whole the same thing. I mean, most of my career was wrestling IHOP. I wrestled in GWF, IWA, uh, then wrestled them at TWA. But, uh, but I've wrestled Steel numerous times. I wrestled, wrestled Line, but yeah, most of my career was wrestling IHOP.
0: Yeah, then uh, Christian Steel had a temporary face turn. I Me and Steel were tag team partners for a while, the Redneck Wrecking Crew. And of course, <laughs> Redneck Wrecking Crew. Chris Steele goes back to him, and what does he do? He turns on Buckshot.
1: Well, yeah, you're just easy to turn on, man. You just unplug, <laughs> you just unplug the
0: life support. And then, uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> the mean Hawaiian
0: Lion, Rob Johnson were tag team partners for a while. Of course, I mean, everybody knew the oldest guys in the locker room, we'd get ribbed, get, you know. And then eventually, Hawaiian Lion turns on me, which he says was because I turned on him, which we all know Buckshot Jones joined the enforcers with, Right. Which me and Joe Black talked about it. And I'm pretty sure me and JT Stormer talked about it when I got JT Storm on here. Right. Buckshot Jones had a heel turn. I turned on Brimstone, which everybody knows back then Buckshot Jones always had Brimstone's back. Brimstone always had Buckshot's back. Right. Um, the original members were J.T. Storm, Joe Black. The enforcers were their idea. Pretty right. much a 4 or tribute group. There's myself, right? And Joe Black kicks himself in the ass for this. It's Vinny Vagina.
1: Oh yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen the cutout picture.
0: <laughs> uh- <laughs> yeah, Joe. I can't remember if it was me or it was Joe Black. One of us had the picture and Vinnie violence was on the end and he got cut out for what he didn't did the right hand gesture for the enforcers. It was just, it's on my, you know, regular social media, Facebook page. It's in my background pic. It's me, Joe black and JT storm. Right. Um, so yeah. So Rob turned on me, you know, because I did face him. You know, I was, and guys, just say that wasn't going to work. The hill turn was not going to work. They said buckshot is too over with these fans. It's not going to work. Well, they right. Uh, they did have a booker. The booker didn't want to listen. You know, but yeah, I I'd, I'd come out and I would get the faces. Brimston was getting booed. Robert Johnson was getting booed. You know, I tried everything. Damn, damn it! I tried. I tell them to shut up, kiss my ass. I don't need you people. And I remember one lady stand up said. That's all right, Buckshot. We still love you. <laughs> so it came to the point where they decided it was time to do a double turn. Brimstone came in, turned heel, then I turned face, and Brimstone was in the Enforcers. I was out. But uh, that's that. Um, so GWF ended up shutting the doors, right? Yes. What happened
1: there? So there was going to be a final show. Okay. So, well, uh, well, let me backtrack here before that one. So we did a show in Belmont. We, a showcase as Connor said, um, we had a decent crowd, you know, when it went well. Um, and then we went to, uh, this dinky little town called Roseville. Um, as Connor said, uh, you know, this Jim Davis guy uh, was going to promote the show. He was going to handle all the posters. He was going do this. He was going to do that. And then uh, that never happened. So then uh, our music guy couldn't show up. So uh, here comes this dude that Jay Miller got. Uh didn't know fucking jack shit. Um as Connor said, imagine the International House of Pain coming out to American Woman by Lenny Kravitz. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> I remember looking at Steel and Lion, and I'm just like, <laughs> fucking, what? Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's American Woman, and then there they go, and then Lion gets on the mic and goes, shut that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i i have no room to talk i end up coming out to don't fear the reaper by blue oyster cult and i'm like yeah because that works yeah and then fucking connor he didn't mention this but i thought it was funny comes out to a, a metal track of the halloween theme and i'm fucking dying i'm fucking dying
0: because it was so bad i can't remember that's when, what i came out to because yeah that that's that that, that, that that that's when think- me and Carl were just like, "Yeah, that's th- this is it. We're done." Yeah, and I had to work Benny violence that show. Thanks. Yeah, then thanks for the booking on that. <laughs> and
1: then uh, they, and then me and Carl were done with you, though. We were wiping our hands clean. You know, we were done. And then all the shit started where people were going to try to use our name and try to still run the show.
0: Your name, your logo, right? Our name, our logo, and there's going to be a and Belmont. And like, well, this ain't fucking going down. It's going to be back in Belmont again, right?
1: Yeah, like we're like this ain't going
0: down at all. Like,
1: no, well, this ain't fucking happening. And you know, I, I feel bad for Connor because he got all the heat from it. I got nothing. Like everybody just didn't mention my name. Yeah, well, but I'm going to go on record here saying this: it, it, it wasn't just Connor. No, I was also making phone calls to make sure that show didn't fucking happen see, because yeah, I didn't that. Know
0: was- that. Because I made the phone call. Because Connor was worried. He didn't want the black. Like, Says, "You know what? I got this. And that way you don't get no heat." Because I, I mean I don't give a fuck. People want to come at me. Fine, right? You're coming at the wrong person. So yeah, I made a phone call. Well, see, I also I made, made phone I made it calls. To the but I, made it to that I did You anything. know, because I could have fell back on you and Connor, because they did not get a promoter's license, right? Because it wasn't in their name, nope. it wasn't Connor's name. They did not get a permit for the show. Supposed
1: to- and you know what? That was Vinny fucking vagina's idea, and I know it fucking was because he he tries to be sneaky, right? He tries to take credit for shit. Okay, so GWF, I think we should have never booked fucking Vinny violence to begin with. He's a fuck. Like, no, like yeah. GWF was done after the Roosevelt show. Me and Connor agree, we're done. And then they and then that show tried to start, which luckily didn't happen. That same GWF's ass owner's promoter's license ass.
0: Yeah. And so, the show was supposed to be a charity show for Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus.
1: No fuck it wasn't. Yeah, because it wasn't no charity show out,
0: because- several phone calls so I finally got somebody who's in that department for whoever does, you know, charities like that and the money goes to them. She said no, nobody's contacted us. There's no paperwork filed because you know, legally, there's got to be paperwork filed for something like that. Not only to protect the exactly. hospital, but protect the company that's doing the charity work for them. You know, exactly. was getting on me about it, which I didn't care. But let me tell you something. I told everybody this. Uh, my son, this past couple of weeks ago, would have been 27. My son, Jesse. Right. He passed away when he a month old. He spent time at that hospital. So don't come up with no bullshit. I, right. just, I hurt kids because, no, I didn't. I protected two friends of mine, which is you and Connor. For one. And I didn't know you made phone calls, too. You see that? But, yeah, you know, that, that caused a rub between me and Rob Johnson. You know, and made it.
1: It caused a lot of drama between a lot of people, man, because all of – all for nothing. Well, like, there was no charity. Case. I mean, the, I think the only reason they were saying that is because in a, a OAC legal, legalizations or whatever, you, if you do a charity show, that's kind of on the borderline where you don't need a promoter's license. It's on the borderline. But they weren't doing a charity show. They were making up some bullshit just to have a fucking show. And that's probably Vinny's idea because he's a yeah, fucking. A lot leader. of us didn't
0: do it. You know, Cross like, me and Rob were at the time friends for 15 years. Never had no issues until then, because Rob fell into the wrong. And I love Rob. Can be mad at me for saying this, but Rob did fall in the wrong crowd. We all we all talked about this, um, right? Of course, Jay Miller was coming at me, which I you know, I I don't care, man. You know, yeah, he has a nephew that you know had some health issues and involved with that hospital. I understand because my son passed away, but he was sick. and He's in the hospital, but don't use. Somebody else's name, their logo, will get them in trouble. You know, Vinny was the right. promoter of RPW 2.0. He could have brought their old logo back and tried to get his license back. If that's what you want to do. Right do it on your own. Don't use somebody else's stuff. Right. You no, know, but yeah, it which kind of carried over to the IWA. You know, a lot of. The personal issues with each other, and and you were there. Right. I mean, you know some of the you know locker room drama was going on, with, and, which is another reason why I left.
1: That's why I left. Like, uh, so I left. Uh, I figured that's a question you were going to ask me about yeah, IWA. We'll
0: get the IWA, uh, Go ahead.
1: Uh, so I, I I left IWA because of the bullshit. Um, there was just too much bullshit. I mean, you're going to have that anywhere you go, but this was just god-awful. Like This was terrible. So I, I left. I got myself out of that situation. Um, I, I came back as a favor for a match for a one-time fucking deal. I came back for uh, to team up with Derek Flint and to wrestle IHOP. Um, so I came back. Uh, me and Derek went out there. We wrestled IHOP. We killed it you know we had a good match yeah. um, I feel like it could have went longer yeah, I watched, but you know is
0: what I watched that match because you know my friends were some of my friends were still there so I kept watching the live feeds and I remember that clothesline rob Johnson gave you oh fuck. So I tell you what man see you can be mad at me that was my fault
1: that was my fault yeah, that's, that's not lion's fault you know,
0: um, I mean, <laughs> that's
1: my fault uh, so what was supposed to happen Okay, so I was supposed to duck it, come back, shoulder tackle. I fucked up and forgot to duck. <laughs> <laughs> so I was right. I was like, I, I saw it come. I'm like, fuck. Those were my <laughs> thoughts in my head. I'm like, fuck. i tell you what. and Rob's- Right to the throat, and you just see me fucking fly back, and I just fucking rolled. I was like,
0: oh, shit. Rob going to be mad. I, Rob can be mad at me all he wants. I, I, I still love Rob to death, you know. But the guy is stronger than an ox.
1: Oh I mean, fuck, take man! This, you get my
0: clothesline. Yeah, you know he was yeah, there. I'm taking this clothesline. I knew he store. was yeah, there. He, he's he. I mean, he can be legit with his I mean, I tell you what, I man. He about took my took me out of my boots just about. But yeah, I mean, Rob can be a fabulous worker. I mean.
1: I have to give Rob credit here, though. Um, so, when I did my clotheslines, they looked weak when I first started. He helped me on my clotheslines and my shoulder tackles. I ended up switching to shoulder tackles, but he helped me. Like, like I, I give live props. I give him credit yeah, here. I, uh, them shoulder tackles, they, mine used to be weak, and then he told me, no, lay into them. Lay, like, actually shoulder tackle them. You played football, getting a nine-point stance shoulder tackle me. So I shoulder tackled him and he goes, there you go. That's a shoulder tackle." Rob, you said. I can play right there. He helped me with my Robbie's shoulder Rob Rob's give me a
0: lot of advice because, you know, he was in the business before I was coming in my rookie year. He used to help me out a lot too. He'll you know, give me advice and stuff. lion has
1: been around since 1993. A lot of people yeah. don't realize that, but he's been around since the early 90s. So,
0: yeah, Rob gave me a lot of help. And, you know, and, I mean, and it sucks. I mean, I've had, you know, this, this issue going on. Hopefully somewhere down the line we can work through it and, because I had to throw, you know, that, you know, a decade and a half of friendship away over some stupid bullshit that shouldn't even happen.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and bash Lyon. You know, that's, uh, I have no personal issue with Lyon. Um, I, I will go on record saying this. You know, I wish him well. I hope he's doing okay. But I, uh, I I would like to see him eventually, you know, at least do a retirement match. I'd like to see him get at least one more match in. I mean, I feel like if he is going to have one, it should be Christian Steele to give him that match, And you know.
0: Yeah. But I mean, think
1: uh, I think Lion Ly- I needs to do at least one more match, you know, maybe get that closure, you know, help yeah. him out.
0: Because, like I said, I, I still love Rob to death. You know, I mean, we're all like brothers. We're all going to fight. We're all going to have our tips. You know, me and Joe had a tip for a while, but me and Joe are best friends. I mean, I would go to death.
1: Me and you have had a little – me and you had a little tiff there for a you minute. Know, a minute, but,
0: you know, that's brothers for you. I mean, yeah, I get – Right. No matter where you are, you got your own little clicks. That is there's me.
1: Well, speaking of clicks,
0: <laughs>
1: <there's laughs> with when all that BS was going on with the whole uh, GWF thing, you already know the four people who really stuck by. I mean that was me, Storm, Joe, and Connor. Right. That that we were We were the four that really were all right, we're here. This is this is what we're doing.
0: Yeah, I mean there's me, you, Connor, Joe, J T you know, Steel Steel I mean it you know, Steel's the one who brought me into this business. A lot of people don't know that. Christian Steele's the one who got me into this business. And so I owe Christian Steele a lot. I mean, you know, he. he but, but, yeah, we're all going to have our tips. I mean, that's what brothers do. So hopefully me and, you know, I right. line line can work through this somewhere down the line, you know, bury that, you know, Hogan the Savage buried the hatchet. Hogan and Warrior buried the hatchet. So hopefully down the line, you know, BSJ and, I
1: want like and very that See, me and Connor, you've been our artists, but you know, we're, we're, me and Connor are brothers. I mean, we, we've known each other for years. Uh, we've known each other since 2008 or nine. And, you know, I, I love Connor to death. And I, 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 me and him are brothers, man. I mean, he checks on me every day, like you have. Storm does, Joe does, Steel does. Everybody checks on me ever since I got this fucking Kobe yeah. bullshit. Uh, I hope everybody stays safe. Nobody wants to get this shit. I'm gonna tell you that now. I mean, whether, I mean, you can get severe cases, you can get whatever. But right now, I think what helped me is those emergency tablets. They give credit to all that. The little, you know, the little orange fucking emergency immune yeah. boosters. I think those helped me a well, lot. There you go.
0: There's some advice from Black Label Rubble. If you got the COVID, try the emergency uh, tablets. I mean, maybe will speed up your recovery time. I think it did me, man. Like I said, man,
1: I got all my – I got my smell and taste back a week later. Like, I was fucking fine. I've been fine all week. Like, you know, I'm ready for me to get clear, then the gyms open back up, get back in ring shape for when wrestling starts again. I'm ready to be the Black Label Rebel Chris yeah, X yeah. again.
0: with it being down to me, being single, you know, I'm cooking again. Which I love to cook. My second ex-wife didn't like like me to cook. She had to do all the cooking, but I always to cook. <laughs>
1: Hey, man, it's okay, man. Now we get it. You are the Martha Stewart of wrestling.
0: But yeah, I've been posting, you know, I get bored. So if you, people, people not care what I'm eating, but I get bored. I post what I'm making. Now I got. Oh, man, some of the
1: shit you posted looks fucking good, but man.
0: But then I get to the point where people what. are sending me messages. Why didn't you post anything today? What are you making? People I work at my regular job One to know, like, well, I'm having leftovers. I'm a good bit. Like, oh, okay. Well, Nick, you cook something new, post it. It's like, Okay, so I started doing it, you know, <laughs> but okay, what were some of your best matches and what were some of your worst?
1: So, okay, so I, I'm going to do, well, worst matches, uh, a lot of them weren't IWA, but a lot of them I don't remember because they weren't really that important to me, <laughs> Uh <laughs> So I did this warfare match, and um, yeah, that was god awful. That's for the
0: um, IWA warfare title, right? War. Yeah, that was a god awful
1: idea. But yeah, so I did that match. That's on the top worst list I've ever fucking done in my life. Like that was terrible. Um. But yeah, there's a lot of them I don't remember. I think I wrestled uh, Omega. Yeah, that's his name. Omega. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I would, I would never work him again. I I think he I'm not going to say he was bad. I just, the chemistry wasn't there and the timing, it it just wasn't my, it it just wasn't working out. I I couldn't work him again. Uh, I, I did, I did a little, not really a match match, more like a little one-off thing with TJX. Yeah. I would never work him ever. Um, but, yeah, those are probably some of the worst ones. A lot of IWA stuff. Um, my best matches, um see, I, I got to wrestle with my trainer and his partner, JT Storm and Joe Black. I was teaming with Derek Flint and uh, Orange One Pro in October. Um, I got to wrestle with Derek Flint and TWA, um, Christian Steele, IHOP. I love working Christian Steele. Uh. Those are probably the top three right there. Uh, I got to wrestle Vane Lewis. Love working Vane. I, I want to work him again. And Trey Evers. Those are probably my top five. Favorite. Them,
0: Trey Evers and Vane uh, Lewis are tremendous workers. I mean,
1: oh, I love working Vane. Unfortunately, we didn't get. We we were supposed to do a storyline. I ended up fucking up my shoulder, and I couldn't work. I I wasn't cleared. I was off work. I couldn't do nothing. So. Unfortunately, we couldn't finish off that storyline. But uh, I would love to work Vane again. Hopefully, maybe sometime down the line in the future, I could work him again. Um, yeah, that a lot of my good matches are in TWA, which is where you can see the Black Label Rebel now. Top-notch wrestling alliance.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I worked in one show. Uh, hopefully, Brad will call me back. But, you know, that match was a train wreck. Maybe the chemistry wasn't there with the two guys that we was working with. It was me and Jackson against um, J.J. Stone and Rob Allen. Oh, Rob Allen.
1: Rob Allen. Speaking of him, he is fucking trash. He is garbage. He can't work a fucking match to save us. That's it. There we go. There's another worse fucking match. Now that you mentioned him. Yeah, I've worked him. He's a fuck. He can't work either. He's about as good so going as Benny vagina.
0: You know, my head wasn't right. You were there in the locker room. That's the day me and my second act right. were splitting. I ended up staying with JT Storm that night. Uh, so, yeah, we were fighting, you know. So, yeah, my head wasn't completely into the match. It was all, you know. Right. You've been here through, you know, you know breakups and all that. But, yeah, this – yeah, you know, but beat, oh. but right before I'm going in a match, she pulls this, so it it was bad. It was real bad. Right,
1: fucking Rob Allen, fucking garbage.
0: And <laughs> okay, now here's a three part question: Who do you like right. working with? Who do you okay. refuse to work with? Who would you like to work with that you haven't worked before? Okay,
1: so who I like working with? I like working with J.T. Storm. Uh, I, J.T. Storm, uh, Joe Black, Christian Steele, Vane Lewis, Trey Evers, Vincent. Uh, I would work Vince across Cross again. Uh, hopefully, next time me and him get to work, there's more better planning in the match. Um, Nothing against him, but, you know, I feel like if we could have planned matches better, me and him would have been better on a page. But, like, the last match me and him had, I was not in the right mindset. I really shouldn't have been there. I was a fucking asshole to him. I was an asshole to people around me. I I just wasn't in it. Um, um, yeah, so right there, uh, I'll leave. Uh, Joker, I work Joker Wild. He, I like working him. Uh, people who I would not work with, uh, Vagina, uh, I hope he never steps foot in a wrestling ring ever again. Uh, Rob Allen. I hope he never steps foot in a wrestling ring again. I've told him off. Um, Mike Buckner. Uh, I think he said he was done over a little... He said he broke his back, but he seems fine. He keeps going to work, so apparently he didn't break his back, so I think he's full of bullshit. Um, I wouldn't work TJX. I wouldn't work anybody who was not trained right or properly trained or who thinks that, oh, I watched some Videos on YouTube. I was a backyarder. I could work now. Nah. Now, nah, unless you have training, I'm not working you. Um, I wouldn't work JJ Stone either. I wouldn't work him. Um, people who I would like to work. Let's see, uh, Connor Cross. I, me and him came up together, but we've, me
0: and him, I've never worked ever. Uh, me and you never worked. No, and that's a match should have happened because you turned on me and cost us the GWF tag team title so hey, I was just getting rid of baggage I didn't I'm not what's going to happen but like you said we talked about before that was right before well showcase was a big show I mean we had we had a good turnout for that and that's the night you right. turned on me and, and then we went on the Roseville and and then and that yeah that, was that then the whole children's hospital bullshit scam charity
1: thing? All right. I would like to work God Castle too. I, I I haven't got to work him yet. Um, but if me and him worked with the Pitbull and the Black Label Rebel, I don't feel like it would just be a wrestling match. I feel like it'd be a it'd be a hell of a fucking yeah. it'd be a fight because you know with it with his gimmick as the Pitbull and I'm the Black yeah. Label Rebel. And you know, and I feel like that. I feel yeah. like that'd be a hell of a match. History,
0: you know, because wrestling's in God's blood. I mean, he's the nephew of uh, Brett and Bus Sawyer, so see, so, yeah, I think you two could tear the house up. And his brother's yeah. Viper. That's another one I would like to too. Best.
1: I don't think I can keep up with the hardcore stuff, though. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, yeah, you. I'm not a pussy, but. I just
0: thought, I, I feel you like that sucks. You better be ready. To go. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, originally, when uh, I came to IWA, I called you and see if uh-huh. you wanted to go because we were still the GWF Tag Team Champions. You know. Right. You know. I was supposed to go to IWA, you know, a long time ago, with, talking with Bull, but it, it never happened because first mm-hmm. marriage is on a rock, so I stayed local, still wrestling, but still trying to save my marriage, so I never went. Right. So after, you know, I got married again, and my second wife, she supported me 100%. She said, you know, talk talked to her about it. She said, you should go. You love it. It's your passion, you know. But she ended up working, eventually ended up working the uh, merch table. IWA. Mm-hmm. But I called you to see if you wanted to go and you didn't have the confidence in yourself, which I kept on trying to tell you. I mean, dude, you, you'll you be all right. Other people told you, to but I understand you, you you felt yourself you wasn't ready. So, if you you know. Right. So I respected your decision, but at the same time while I was talking to you, Vinny was reaching out to me trying to, you know, men defense between me and him. Men him had issues in the past inside and outside wrestling. But no, I was doing I told him what I was doing. Right. Well if he don't go, I'll go. Right. Well, I really want to get an IWA because that was the oldest promotion in the state of Ohio. You know, in right. Yeah and you ended up being no we're, yeah, we're, yeah, you were the last IWA right. champion. Uh so what you're supposed to be a one time deal. Instead of showing up as Vinnie Volks, I showed it as Patriot Sniper. We ended up getting the American justice name. Uh it was a triple threat. Me and Patriot Sniper working Brandon Idol, some Ninja Dude, TJX, and Omega. Oh no, everything's supposed to be right. he only tagged me once. And then, right. then um, I think TJX and Omega got you know got the Duke and we came back the next show, which many us worried. I still wanted you, but you still didn't want to go. We are supposed to work uh Team Inc. or Inc. Incorporated, something like that. Bobby Brown and Mike Sark. Mm-hmm. Two former MMA fighters. Mm-hmm. Andrew Mackin sent me the picture mm-hmm. like, of these are big boys, but I said, all right. Said, Vinny was scared. I said, so these are the guys we're working next. So They're both former MMA fighters. They're just crossing over. Yeah, he was scared. Right. But so we worked the match. And them two, I tell you what, I will work them two any day of the week. I mean, them two guys are straight up professionals. I mean, I had fun working. I didn't get hurt like I did working Vinnie before. Many other people got hurt working with Vinny before these guys, Ugh. straight up, former MMA fighters, stalled as shit. And I did not feel one thing I did not get hurt, but right then he kind of got salty, didn't show up for a show. Connor made his debut, you know, it's indie wrestling, so you got to make your last. Then you can't
1: go by Connor Cross though. He's good. He went by, yeah. He went by
0: Gunnar Anderson. Yeah. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. He went by Gunnar you know, Anderson, because yeah, they already had. We had cross and they had Hayden Cross, so they didn't want another Cross. So therefore, you got Gunnar Anderson. Right. Well, by the end of the night, you know, Connor's debut match. Meaning, he'll mark out with the IWa Tag Team Connors. On the way home, right? Vinny wasn't sending me no messages. He was blowing up Connor. I saw him. Well, did right. he didn't show up? He did what he was asked to do. I mean, that's what you know. The booker and the promoter tells you what to do; you do it. And we did it, and, right? You know. And I had fun talking with him that night. I enjoyed it. I told, and Connor's know, a I, hell of a worker, man. You know, and Connor said he would step away and when you know Vinnie comes back. He'll give him like, no, you're not. Don't answer You keep him at my tag team partner Which he did. You know, and you know when he came back, it's just Benny violence but <laughs>
1: Benny yeah. just needs to be done wrestling altogether. I think he is, but he needs black. to just be done.
0: And a lot of promotions.
1: And I fucking hope so. Rob All right, Alley, so you're coming to IWA, too.
0: how did that come about?
1: So actually, I think it was you, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, that's been a long time ago. Yeah, so I come in. I, I come, I come to IWA, and they wanted me to do because my name was Chris Hex. They wanted me to just go by Hex, and they wanted me to be the prophet. So I ended up teaming with uh, Skull Duggery. And I go out there and we come me and Skull Duggar come out to this fucking nightmare on Elm Street, fucking whatever the fuck it was, music. I come out with black face paint all on and fucking go I am the prophet. Fucking we were the prophets of fear and Skull Duggar was pretty much I don't know, I guess he was mind controlled by my powers or some bullshit like that. And then so I did I did the one match with like that, I think we wrestled IHOP. And so after that, I, I went up to Andrew Mack. I said, hey, I, I, can't, I can't do this again, man. I, I, I can't do it. I need, I, I need to be me. So me and Andrew Mack had talked about it, and uh, I went to the Black Label Row. I went back to the Black Label Row with Chris Hicks. I went to, back to me and ended up having a somewhat okay run in IWA until it went to shit. I mean, I give IWA credit where this is due. I met my partner Derek Flint. So me and Flint we became the Misfit Renegades. And yes, that's 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 the that's the only good thing that came out of IWA is I got a good tag partner. But other than that, IWA yeah, was garbage. Guy, he
0: has one elbow drop kick.
1: Oh fuck, man! Derek Flint, he's a, he's a hell of a worker.
0: He's, uh... He was Bo Miller's last tag team partner, too. One of the uh, almost IWA originals. Uh, Right. So what are your thoughts on your first time in IWA until its final days?
1: Uh, So my first thoughts coming in, I was like, okay, so I'm coming in. I'm doing this hex gimmick, the profit gimmick. I come in. uh, I I shake people's hands. You know, people were warming. You know, they were – all respectful and everything else, show people's hands and stuff like that. So I come in doing this hex gimmick, and um, I, I wasn't having fun with that gimmick, as I said just uh, just now. You know, I, I had to get out of that bullshit. So then I became Chris Hex, thankfully. Back to Chris Hex, um, and then the final part of it, as I said before, uh, I was. Not having fun, so I left. Uh, I think about like seven months before they closed their doors. I left, and then I got this phone call from from Christian Steele, and they they wanted to have a tag match. Uh, so it was Christian Steele and Hawaiian Lion, and then I got a phone call from Flint asking me to come back. So I come back as a favor, you know. I come back, you know, wrestle with Flint again. Uh, Flint wanted to finish out the IWA because of Bull biller. He wanted to finish it out. I respected his decision, but he also respected mine of I don't want to come back. I'm going to come do this match. I'm going to do the tag match, and then I am done again. I'm coming for a favor. So the whole time I was there, you know, they were trying to get me to come back the next show, and I told them, no, I'm, n- I'm not. I'm here for a favor, and then that's it. Then I'm done. Uh, I got pulled to the side by one of the promoters, and uh, he was talking to me about why I told I told him my feelings. I told him like, this place is garbage. Um, this place is going downhill. It sucks. Uh, I don't want to fucking be here. I'm here for a favor, and then after this, I'm done. I'm after the match. I'm getting back on my clothes, getting out of my gear, getting back on my street clothes. I'm getting in my car. I'm going home. That's what's going to happen. So. After the match, what happened? Got to the back, took off my gear, put on my clothes, put everything in the bag, zipped up the bag, and I left.
0: And then I was done at IWA. What do you think IWA's failures was towards the end? I
1: personally think the failures were lack of communication between promoters, um, lack of chemistry between the wrestlers, the, the, the fun wasn't there. It, it felt like uh, a chore. Like, uh, one thing that really killed me, I thought was funny. So I wasn't getting paid there. Not that I'm there to get paid, but, you know, I wasn't getting paid. But if you were to say the F word, if you were to say, fuck, you had to do, like, ten push-ups or pay a fine. Okay. So one day I said, fuck, and then one of the brothers said, hey, you need to do push ups. I looked at the promoter, I said, No, I'm not doing no push-ups. Well, then you need to pay the fine. Okay. Take it out of what you're paying me. <laughs> and then they said, Well, we're not paying you nothing. I said, Well, then guess what? I ain't paying the fucking fine, I am I You know me, Buckshot. Yeah. You know me. I don't take no bullshit. I will tell you how I feel. I will tell you straight up. I won't do you on this show. <laughs> They weren't making me do no fucking push-ups. And
0: by that time, I was gone because I had enough. You know, they made me locker room leader, but I got to the point where, you know, and you were there because you said you'd back me up with some of the bullshit, which you did, but it got to the point everybody's coming with all the problems with the bullshit going on, and I'd bring it to the promoters, and nothing would get done to fix the issues the boys were having. Right. You know, and I was having a marital issues anyway with my second marriage, and so I said, "Fuck it, I'm gone."
1: Right, and I yeah. stayed in contact with you. You know, me and you stayed in there contact.
0: I've seen a lot of contact with a lot of guys. I stayed in contact with Guile and Vincent Cross, and you know Nero, and but it just I had enough. But then, right. you know, Vincent Crosser, you know, talking to me, and he's working at Angle. And I'm the American Redneck Buckshot Jones. Patriotic, which you know me. That's not just the Buckshot Jones character. That's me in real life. That's That's me in real life. Every day. So we, you know, working all summer long with, uh, you know, bickering on social media, you know, trying to build it up. I was supposed to come back to IWA as a favorite for Vincent for the Mm -hmm. IWA United States title. But then I end up. Right. Making a mistake, got behind the wheel, you know, drinking angry because of marital problems. First time I ever did it, first time I ever did it, I got caught. First time I ever got arrested, right? I got handcuffed.
1: And what I tell you after you got caught, I know I was one of the first ones you called. What I tell you, you should have called me. I would have came and got you, would have took you home.
0: So, don't drink your job because it will cost you big time. In the long run, it will cost you (laughs) for a very long time. So, that got to come back at that time. But Vincent ended up leaving. Kyle Castle ended up leaving. Um, Yeah. Already already, gone. Already gone. So, the roster is kind of depleted at this time. But right. you know, towards the end, you know, by that time, Conor Cross came back. My last match before then, mm-hmm. it was a mixed tag. can't remember. It was, it was a mixed tag. It was me and somebody else against Conor Cross.
1: You and Jesse that. Bell. Yeah, it was you and Jesse Bell, and Carter I forget
0: Cross, the other two. It was, uh, oh.
1: It wasn't it was Connor and Jesse. I don't
0: know. It was two. Yeah, well, it anyway, was two women. I know that. I ended up shattering because Connor had to take time off anyway. I ended up shattering Connor's ankle. Right. Uh, that ended up being his last match for a while, and that's when I had enough and I took my leave. Connor got a hold of me. He's doing booking at the time. His last two shows. Because um, mm-hmm. Connor's supposed to wrestle Joshua Charles, which is Joshua Charles' idea because all the heat Connor was getting. Oh, I know it was Joshua's the idea. I know it
1: was. I mean, me and Connor are talking about right the, the, the
0: title of the Connor because he thinks that would, you know, maybe bring people back. You know, it was all the heat Connor was getting. The Canadian with the United States are the heavyweight title. So Connor called mm-hmm. me and asked if I'd come back and, you know, worked a match with him and, you know, I respect Connor, Like I said, you guys – so, yeah, I came back. You know, because me and I had a history. We go in, which Connor did get a lot of heat. Uh, he right. He heavyweight title. Ended up taking my flag and turning it upside down, which gave him a lot of heat. So much heat that IWA had to put a disclaimer out on their Facebook, you know, because it, it gave him a lot of negativity. So, he did get his heat. Yeah. Well, you see,
1: that's the business, man. You yeah. gotta
0: get. Yeah, I mean that—that's I mean, Connor. He, he does and he only does it well, just like you do. I'm st- well, he came yeah. Up, he's gonna do one more show. <laughs> um, talking to Bobby Watson, which is the IWA regional, and he ended up roughing the match. It was somebody's idea for me to be the last IWA champion, and Connor went ahead and did the favor. Now, I go over beat Connor, which we had a. Hell of a match. Everybody liked it. But I told Kay, right. I said, once the match is over, so I know Heat is going to be putting this on uh, Facebook Live. i want to say what I want to say.
1: Oh, fucking Heat Wave.
0: So I got on, and, 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 you know, it was my ex at the time, but she watched it with my daughter. She didn't go to the show, and you know she likes going to the shows. Even my ex-wife liked what right. I had to say. Kyle Castle liked what I had to say. Sort of events across i mean i just like you i said how it was i didn't give a shit who i pissed off whose feelings got hurt right and i am taking the heavy which you know at the time iwa was the biggest promotion in the state the hottest promotion in the state and everybody wanted to be at least one time be the iwa champion and i achieved that but right all the wrongdoings and all the bullshit there i took the heavyweight title and threw it in the center of the ring. So did every other champion. You know, Brandon Skinner dropped the U.S. title. So it
1: Speaking of Brandon Skinner, yeah, I would love to work him too on that on that one question yeah. you asked me. Yeah. Yeah. Big guy that can move net.
0: like a cruiserweight.
1: Oh, you ain't shitting He reminds me of a yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow. Big guy, but can move like a Freaking fairy. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I yeah. mean, you know, he's agile. Bam Bam Bigelow. And he, and he's
0: such a nice guy. I mean, he.
1: But. Oh, yeah. Love Brandon. Okay.
0: You've been in the business what, four years now? Four or five uh, years? Something like that, yeah. So, what's the, what titles have you held? I think. So. What titles think have you I'm held far. over your short career?
1: Uh, I, I am not going to claim the warfare title this i am not claiming it i don't i i i don't claim it <laughs> i mean if we want to put it on there fine you know the warfare title uh i've held the tag titles i don't know uh, it's see year how much you mean you want to what twice
0: i think so yeah
1: and me and flint have held the tag titles three times in iwa i want to say three Okay, yeah, I think three. So, all together, five-time tag champion, uh, warfare champion, and then a top-notch wrestling lance. I won the legacy championship. All
0: right, what do you see the difference was? I know you've been in here on four or five years. But what's the difference between?
1: Oh, GWF. Yeah, GWF.
0: What do you see huh? the difference between when you came in four or five years ago to the cats that are coming in now?
1: I see guys coming in now um, and I've actually experienced this, you know, um, people coming in saying, oh, yeah, I've wrestled before. Okay, well, where'd you work? Uh, The backyard? Oh, shit. I just look at them in disgust, like, no. So I tell them, you know, getting the – now, this is just my experience, what I've seen. So there was this kid, not going to mention names, comes in, tells me he worked in the backyard. So I kind of just looked at him like he was stupid. So, he gets in the ring, he does a bump, and this motherfucker jumps straight up in the air and fucking planks and lands on his back. And I was just like, ow. <laughs> like, no, that's, that's not how this is done. So, I see people, they're not listening. You know, you gotta listen. You gotta be able to take criticism. You gotta listen. Shut the fuck up. Listen. I, I see people coming in, you know, they watch videos on YouTube thinking they, they know they, they can do it. They can't. You got to train. You know, go, go get some training done and then just learn. Sit there and learn. You never stop learning in this business. Take criticism, listen to your fellow workers in the locker room, listen to the veterans, pay attention. That's what you need to do. See, when I came in, like you said, and I appreciate your compliments, you know, me and Connor, we sat there, we shut the fuck up, and we listened.
0: What does the future hold for Chris Hex?
1: Well, right now, uh, uh, I'm in Top Notch Wrestling Alliance. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, we can, after. This pandemic incident, I get back into a ring, uh, go back to Top Notch Wrestling Alliance, which is where I've been for the last year now. Uh, I mean, that's where I, I, mean, after I left TWA, uh, I ended up going to Top Notch Wrestling Alliance and how that all started was uh, somebody called off and Vincent Cross got a hold of me. I got a text message saying, want to wrestle tonight? I said, where? He said, Top Notch Wrestling Alliance. I said, well, here's my number. So I gave him my number. Then I got a phone call from this West Virginia number. I said, go, hello? He said, yeah, this is Brad um, We I would like to book you tonight. We had a call off. We need somebody to come. I said, okay, I'll be there. So he sent me the address. Uh, I show up. I end up wrestling a Wild. My first match in TWA. And lo and behold, I've been there ever since. Yeah. I, after the match, I went up to brass and thank you for the opportunity. If you need me, shook his hand. I said, if you need me, book me. I'll, I will be here. And he booked me ever since. Yeah, I mean,
0: Brad, in my opinion, I can go on record and say this. He's probably the best promoter in the state. I mean, oh, he, I love Brad. But you see, I wasn't – He calls me back because of that record of a match. My head not being in it because – you know, me just leaving the wife that day, and then I'm to have to stay with J.T. Storm at night. and So my head really wasn't fully into the match, let alone, you know, me tagging up for the first time with Axon Jackson. And, you know, right. the chemistry wasn't there with Rob Allen and J.J. J. Stone. So the match was a train wreck. It didn't look good, and, you know, which, you know, Brad, seen my match with Connor. Hopefully <laughs> – Hopefully he'll bring you back. because uh, the locker room in TWA is fabulous. You know, the roster is stout, mm-hmm. stacked. You know, bad, Brad can you know knows how to book a show. Yeah, he, knows he does. What works. He knows what storylines work, and so hopefully, but hopefully he'll bring me in, but. Uh, at the time
1: here in TWA, I've been known as the Black I'm still the Black Lab Rebel, but I went by Creighton. And the other day, I found uh, my old Chris Hex shorts. And I called Storm up, and I said, hey, because he's my trainer, I always ask him. I said, hey, what do you think about me going back to Chris Hex? He said, I never wanted you to switch it to begin with. You should have listened to me. I said, I should have. So, I, I I called, I talked to Joe, I talked to talked to Connor. Uh, I mentioned it to Steele. I said, hey, I'm back to Chris Hex. He's, his jo- There's a running joke right now. Uh, I should be the murder hornet Chris COVID. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I am going back to Chris Hex where I started, so I'm pretty much come full circle. Um, so I just got to yeah. let Brad know. <laughs> yeah, I even not do that. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah, I, I want to go back to being Chris Hex. Um, I'm tired of I, I'm tired of using my real name. I, it's nothing against it. It's just I want to go back to Chris Hex. That's that's where it started. That's where I want to be. Um, everybody agrees that Chris Hex sounds yeah. better, anyways, and I agree. Um, uh, but yeah, so Chris Hex. I'm uh, hopefully that you're going to be back to TWA after all this is done. Um, hopefully get hopefully get into the ring. Be able to my goal is to become the twa head champion i mean that's that's my goal uh hopefully one day i can get there um but also um uh, as connor mentioned there's a forge one pro that i am again full circle uh me and connor are running that um so hopefully Forge One Pro will be back. Um, I, there's something I, I don't want to say too much because I don't know what I can and can't say. I mean, there we're still in talks about stuff like that, so I won't say too much. But I, I will go on record and say this: so we are we are aiming, uh, we are building, we are, in a lot of talks, and we are hoping. In the future, that Forge One Pro will be able to come back and rise. Hopefully, have a stack, uh, stack get a roster stacked up, and put on some great shows. Whenever Forge One Pro come about, well, I'm sure.
0: And you guys are in partnership with JT Storm and Joe Black. You're going to be the creative team, right? So yes. There you go. So you got good creative. Uh, you. Connor's been doing this for a while now, and you guys, like I said, you guys are stood out. You know, and you guys soaked everything up like a sponge. You guys were came along quickly, and you learned quickly. So I think F1P will will do good. You know what I mean, I'm hope. I, I mean, like I said, I'm,
1: I'm hoping. I'm, I, I mean, I, I I have a feeling that F1P is going to do great. I have a feeling that when Chris Hex is finally back in the TWA ring. I'm hopefully, uh, hopefully be able to do some good matches. You know, there's a bunch of good people there, a bunch of good workers. I'm hoping to get in the ring with some of them, you know, maybe wrestle some new people. Uh, I would like to wrestle Connor cross. That's one match. I would love to work, but we'll see what the future holds.
0: Okay. Any advice you could give to the guys who, and guys who want to get in the business or just coming into the business?
1: Fucking listen, get some training, get some gear, and pay attention. Like, literally, get some gear. Not no Walmart bullshit. No, get some fucking gear. Don't be a Vinny Vagina or Rob Allen. No, get some fucking gear. I mean, uh, Rob Allen, he actually had gear. I give him credit there. But other than that, he can't work. But, yeah, get some training. Pay attention. um, Listen. If you don't know something, ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And take criticism, take it to heart, work on it, get better, improve.
0: Yes, that's great advice. And I might add, help with the damn ring. Set yes. up, tear down.
1: Yes, it takes a lot. It takes a lot less time to set up and tear down if yep. everybody just pitches in. I don't give a shit if you've been. I mean. I've seen workers that have been wrestling for years get in there and help pitch in because you know these
0: rookies yeah. want to be lazy. And sometimes you get some of the veterans that want to be lazy. I mean if yeah. you're gonna work in that ring, help set it up. Help tear it down. Simple as that. It's easy and it's better if there's more guys doing it.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay. Again, I want to thank you for taking your time out of your day to be on uh, the BSJ podcast. And uh, hopefully you'll get your test results and come back negative. I'm hoping. Hopefully, you know, once you get that, you know, paper saying you're negative, you can see your boy again.
1: Um, Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) Little
0: Brayden Hex. (laughs) Right. So, uh, for Chris Hex, the Black Label Rebel of the American Redneck Buckshot Jones, thanks for listening to the BSJ podcast. Stay safe. Stay home. Thanks. All right, brother. Thanks for having